Section 19 of The Science History of the Universe, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in February 2020. The Science History of the Universe, Volume 6. Edited by Francis Rolt Wheeler. Botany chapter one early developments of botany part two as regards the terminology of the parts of plants which was all that the morphology of the day attempted linnaeus simply adopted all that was contained in the isagogue of young but gave it a more perspicuous form and advanced the theory of the flower by accepting without hesitation the sexual importance of the stamens which was still but little attended to he thus arrived at a better general conception of the flower and this bore fruit again in a terminology which is as clear as it is convenient but there was one great misconception in the matter which has not a little contributed to increase linnaeus's reputation he called his artificial system founded on the number union and grouping of the stamens and carpels the sexual system of plants because he rested its supposed superiority on the fact that it was founded upon organs the function of which lays claim to the very highest importance but it is obvious that the sexual system of linnaeus would have the same value for the purposes of classification if the stamens had nothing whatever to do with propagation or if their sexual significance were quite unknown for it is exactly those characters of the stamens which linnaeus employs for purposes of classification their number and mode of union which are matter of entire indifference as regards the sexual function linnaeus distinctly declared it was his view that the highest and only worthy task of a botanist was to know all species of the vegetable kingdom exactly by name and his school in germany and england adhered to it so firmly that it established itself with the general public who to the present day consider it as a self-evident proposition that a botanist exists essentially for the purpose of at once designating any and every plant by a name like his predecessors linnaeus regarded morphology and general theoretical botany only as a means to be used for discovering the principles of terminology and definition with a view to the improvement of the art of describing plants the most pernicious feature in scholasticism and the aristotelian philosophy is the confounding of mere conceptions and words with the objective reality of the things denoted by them says von sachs upon this point men took a special pleasure in deducing the nature of things from the original meaning of the words and even the question of the existence or non-existence of a thing was answered from the idea of it this way of thinking is found everywhere in linnaeus not only where he is busy as systematist and describer but where he wishes to give information on the nature of plants and the phenomena of their life Linnaeus cared little for experimental proof. He expends all his art on a genuine scholastic demonstration intended to prove the existence of sexuality 
as arising necessarily from the nature of the plant. On the whole, the superiority of Linnaeus lay in his natural gift for discriminating and classifying the objects which engaged his attention. He might almost be said to have been a classifying, coordinating, and subordinating machine. He dealt with all about which he wrote in the way in which he dealt with objects of natural history. In any attempt to estimate the advance which the science owes to the labours of Linnaeus, says the former writer, the chief prominence must be assigned to two points. First, to his success in carrying out the binary nomenclature in connection with the careful and methodical study which he bestowed on the distinguishing of genera and species. This system of nomenclature he endeavoured to extend to the whole of the then-known vegetable world, and thus descriptive botany in its narrower sense assumed through his instrumentality an entirely new form. The second merit is that while he framed his artificial sexual system, he exhibited a fragment of a natural system by its side, and repeatedly declared that the chief task of botanists is to discover the natural system. Thus he cleared the ground for systematic botany. The main features of Linnaeus' theoretical botany can best be learned from the Philosophia Botanica, which may be regarded as a textbook of that which Linnaeus called botany, and which far surpasses all earlier compositions of the kind, in perspicuity and precision, and in copiousness of material, and indeed it would be difficult to find in the ninety years after 1781 a textbook of botany which treats what was known on the subject at each period with equal clearness and completeness. The vegetable world, says Linnaeus, comprises seven families, fungi, algae, mosses, ferns, grasses, palms, and plants. All are composed of three kinds of vessels, sap vessels which convey the fluids, tubes which store up the sap in their cavities, and trachea which take in air. These statements Linnaeus adopts from Malpighi and Gru. The parts in the individual plant which the beginner must distinguish are three, the root, the herb, and the parts of fructification, in which enumeration Linnaeus departs from his predecessors, by whom the fructification and the herb together are opposed to the root. In the central part of the plant is the pith, enclosed by the wood which is formed from the bast. The bast is distinct from the rind, which again is covered by the epidermis. These anatomical facts are from Malpighi. The statement that the pith grows by extending itself and its envelopes is borrowed from Mariotte. The root, which takes up the food and produces the stem and the fructification, consists of pith, wood, bast, and rind, and is divided into the two parts, cordex and radicula. The cordex answers pretty nearly to the modern primary root and rhizomes, the radicula to what is now called secondary roots. The herb springs from the root and is terminated by the fructification. It consists of the stem, leaves, leaf supports, fulcrum, and the organs of hibernation, hibernaculum. 
then follow the further distinctions of stem and leaves the terminology still partly in use and resting essentially on the definitions of jung is here set forth in great detail linnaeus however does not mention the remarkable distinction between stem and leaf which jung founded on relations of symmetry in this course of mixing up morphological and biological relations of organs he was followed by botanists till late into the nineteenth century linnaeus goes far beyond his predecessors in distinguishing and naming the organs of fructification the fructification he says is a temporary part in plants devoted to propagation terminating the old and beginning the new he distinguishes the following seven parts one the calyx which represents the rind including in this term the involucre of the umbelliferae the spathe the calyptra of mosses and even the vulva of certain fungi another instance of the way in which linnaeus was guided by external appearance in his terminology of the parts of plants two the corolla which represents the inner rind bast of the plant three the stamen which produces the pollen four the pistil which is attached to the fruit and receives the pollen here for the first time the ovary style and stigma are clearly distinguished but next comes as a special organ five the pericarp the ovary which contains the seed nevertheless linnaeus distinguishes the different forms of fruit much better than his predecessors had done six the seed is a part of the plant that falls off from it the rudiment of a new plant and it is excited to achieve life by the pollen the treatment of the seed and its parts is the feeblest of all linnaeus's efforts he follows Cesalpino, but his account of the parts of the seed is much more imperfect than that of Cesalpino and his successors. 7. By the word receptaculum, he understands everything by which the parts of the fructification are connected together, both the receptaculum proprium, which unites the parts of the single flower, and the receptaculum commune, under which term he comprises the most diverse form of inflorescence umbel cyme spadix he concludes with the remark that the essence of the flower consists in the anther and the stigma that of the fruit in the seed that of the fructification in the flower and the fruit and that of all vegetable forms in the fructification and he adds a long list of distinctions between the organs of fructification with their names among these organs appear the nectaries which he was the first to distinguish from linnaeus the advance was more rapid and while most of the study in plants centered on the work of classification there were unmistakable signs of other interests the ideas of the classified were still hampered by the dogma of the constancy of species which continually clashed with the insistent and undeniable evidences of the genetic relationships of organic forms despite the movement in favor of the idea of the development of species from previously existing forms despite the views advanced by lamarck and others at about that time 
despite indeed the more strictly botanical investigations in the morphological field which were brought forward during the first half of the nineteenth century despite all these things the botanist was unable to break away from the concept of groups of plants as abstract ideas it was not until eighteen fifty nine that the publication of darwin's origin of species drove biologists to a different point of view then the rational idea of the evolution of organic forms explained in a similar rational fashion the observed genetic relationships of groups of plants no longer says richards did the classifier hesitatingly admit the possibility of the evolution of species and deny that of genera and higher groups no longer did he maintain his artificial groups which had no more relation to each other than successive throws of dice but he admitted the whole great scheme implied by the evolution of organic forms from pre-existing types the natural system was rightly appreciated by linnaeus says asa gray in his structural botany who pronounced it to be the first and last desideratum in systematic botany and he early attempted to collocate most known genera under natural orders but without definition or arrangement in his later years he was unable to accomplish anything more the difficult problem was taken up by Linnaeus's contemporary and correspondent, Bernard de Jussieu. His pupil, Adanson, published in 1763 in his Famille de Plantes, the first complete system of natural orders. Adanson himself thus defines his idea of species. The moderns define a species of plant as a collection of several individuals which resemble each other perfectly, yet not in everything but in the essential parts and qualities without however giving attention to the differences caused in these individuals either by sex or accidental varieties antoine laurent de jussieu nephew of bernard followed adanson he has been called the founder of the natural system of botany says Azar gray and to him more than to any other person this honour may be ascribed in his genera plantanum secundum ordines naturales disposita seventeen eighty nine natural orders of plants one hundred in number were first established and defined by proper characters and nearly all known genera arranged under them the next great systematist was auguste puram de candolle reversing the order of jussieu who proceeded from the lower or simpler to the higher or more complex forms the candor began with the latter the phenogamous or flowering plants and with those having typically complete flowers the candor's interest was perhaps more from a morphological point of view although he is to be regarded as a systematist and from that standpoint it will be seen later that his work was of the first importance john lindley in successive attempts between eighteen thirty and eighteen forty five variously modified and in some few respects improved the candolian arrangement robert brown next to jussieu did more than any other botanist for the proper establishment and correct characterization of the natural orders 
Stephen Ladislaus Endlicher of Vienna, a contemporary of Lindley, of less botanical genius but of great erudition and aptness for classification, brought out his complete Genera Plantarum Secundum Ordines Naturales Disposita between the years 1836 and 1840. The Genera Plantanum of Bentham and Hooker adopts in a general way the Candolian sequence of order with various emendations, divides the class of dicotyledons into two subclasses, angiosperms and gymnosperms, with still further divisions in the angiosperms. In this country botanists have to thank the labours of John Torrey and Asa Gray for the firm foundation upon which the knowledge of American flora is built. Of the two, Asa Gray was by far the broader in his interests and is regarded by many as the father of American botany. He had considerable knowledge of other fields than that of mere systematic botany of the higher plants and was perhaps the ablest protagonist whom Darwin had in this country. He wrote numerous papers in defense of the then new theory of the origin of species. His main work, however, was the taxonomic study of the flora of North America. Discussion of the definition of species, how much a species includes and of what constitutes a variety, is at present a foremost question among taxonomists, and the effort seems to look toward simplification and lessening of the numbers already formed. Linnaeus tells in his Philosophia Botanica, 1751, we enumerate as many species as different forms we originally created. He also says, There are as many species as the infinite being originally produced different forms, and these forms, following the laws of reproduction imposed upon them, have produced more, but always similar to themselves. Therefore, there are as many species as there are different forms or structures met with today. The idea of a species set forth by Lamarck is thus defined. In botany, as in zoology, a species is necessarily constituted of the aggregation of similar individuals which perpetuate themselves, the same by reproduction. I understand similarity in the essential qualities of the species, because the individuals which constitute it offer frequently accidental differences which give rise to varieties and sometimes sexual differences, which belong, however, to the same species, as the male and female hemp, in which all the individuals constitute the common cultivated hemp. Thus, without the constant reproduction of similar individuals, there could not exist a true species. The Candol and Sprengel say that, by species we understand a number of plants which agree with one another in invariable marks. No doubt there were in the preceding state of our globe other species of plants which have now perished, and the remains of which we still find in impressions in shale, slate clay and other flirts rocks. Whether the present species, which often resemble these, have arisen from them, whether the present species, which often resemble these, have arisen from them, whether the great revolutions on the surface of the earth, which we read in the book of nature, contributed to these transitions, 
we know not what we know is that from as early a time as the human race has left memorials of its existence upon the earth the separate species of plants have maintained the same properties invariably to be sure we frequently speak of the transitions and crossings of species and it cannot be denied that something of this idea does not occur though without affecting the idea of species which we have proposed we must therefore understand this difference species only appear to undergo transitions when we have considered an organ or a property as invariable which is not so all properties of plants which are subject to change form either a subspecies or a variety by the former we understand such forms as continue indeed during some reproductions but at last by a greater difference of soil of climate and of treatment are either lost or changed john lindley in his introduction to botany defines species as a union of individuals agreeing with each other in all essential characters of vegetation and fructification capable of reproduction by seed without change breeding freely together and producing perfect seed from which a fertile progeny can be reared to Asa gray species in biological natural history is a chain or series of organisms of which the links or component individuals are parent and offspring objectively a species is the totality of beings which have come from one stock in virtue of that most general fact that likeness is transmitted from parent to progeny the two elements of species are one community of origin and two similarity of the component individuals but the degree of similarity is variable and the fact of genetic relationship can seldom be established by observation or historical evidence it is from the likeness that the naturalist ordinarily decides that such and such individuals belong to one species still the likeness is a consequence of the genetic relationship so that the latter is the real foundation of species varieties are forms of species marked by characters of less fixity or importance than are the species themselves they may be of all grades of difference from the slightest to the most notable they abound in free nature but assume particular importance under domestication and cultivation under which variations are prone to originate and desirable ones are preserved led on to further development and relatively fixed charles darwin whose work has done so much to put all natural sciences upon their present basis of experimental observation does not commit himself to an actual statement he says that no one definition has satisfied all naturalists yet every naturalist knows vaguely what he means when he speaks of a species the term variety is almost equally difficult to define but here community of descent is almost universally implied though it can rarely be proved all the individual plants which resemble each other sufficiently to make us conclude that they are all or may have been all descended from a common parent are included in one species by george bentham 
these individuals may often differ from each other in many striking particulars such as the color of the flower size of the leaf etc but these particulars are such as experience teaches us are liable to vary in the seedlings raised from one individual when a large number of the individuals of a species differ from the others in any striking particular they constitute a variety britain and brown consider that a species is composed of all the individuals of a kind capable of continuous successive propagation among themselves nature produces individuals declares charles e bessie and nothing more she produces them in such countless numbers that we are compelled to sort them into kinds in order that we may be able to carry them in our minds this sorting is classification taxonomy but right here we are in danger of misunderstanding the matter we do not actually sort out our individuals we imagine them sorted out it is only to a very slight extent that the systematic botanist ever actually sorts out individuals so species have no actual existence in nature they are mental concepts and nothing more they are conceived in order to save ourselves the labor of thinking in terms of individuals and they must be so framed that they do save us labor it should be borne in mind ably summarizes asa gray that the natural system of botany is natural only in the constitution of its genera tribes orders etc and in its grand divisions that its cohorts and the like are as yet only tentative groupings and that the putting together of any or all these parts in a system and especially in a lineal order necessary as a lineal arrangement is must needs be largely artificial so that even the best perfected arrangements must always fail to give of themselves more than an imperfect and considerably distorted reflection of the plan of the vegetable kingdom or even of our knowledge of it end of section nineteen